Hello, friends. We're back once again with Fake Nerds Watch, and we're here to find out just how invincible our main character is. But we can't, we won't find out, unfortunately, until next year because we only got half a season. But you know what? I ain't mad about it because I still think this is a pretty cool show. And here to talk about this cool show with me are my friends, Brandon T. McClure. I also think it's a pretty cool show. Ben Magnet. This show is also pretty dang good. And I am not invincible, Ryan Leopolis. Uh, But like I said, you know, we reviewed the first two, first two episodes. We're back for another two. And then next month, two, three months. I, I heard January, but apparently that was just a rumor of when the season would would uh, drop. Uh, but that's that's in the future. Let's talk about what we just watched here, guys. Ben, Mr. Sleepy Boy himself, I want to hear what you had to say about Invincible. How are you feeling about a family reunion? Well, shit. <laughs> you haven't read um, the comics, right? No, I have not. Okay, cool. This one, okay, just wanted to get that out of the way. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, okay. I have not read the comic book. I have not read the comics. Um, the only thing of Visible that I've actually, I've actually ever consumed is, of course, the show. Mm-hmm. Um, this still solid. It's still a very solid show. Like the the writers, the animators, they they keep bringing it, and it's still very. It's still. It's not just another superhero show. It's still very compelling. I care a whole lot about all the different characters. And you just feel for them after the events of season one. And the fact, and to see how, you know, see Mark going to college, to see, um, to see Mark's relationship with, um, with Amber and him trying to still do good after all, after the events of Omni-Man and just everything going on with, not just with Mark, but his mom, his, um, Adam Eve, it, you feel really bad for these characters and you really like, how does one bounce back mm-hmm. from everything? And Cecil is just, you know, Cecil's being Cecil. He's got to do what he's got to do. He's got to do what he's got to do. But even, and also just like looking at all the, um, even like with robot uh, monster girl, I really like how those two characters are like, you know, growing into are like growing. Um, there, I mean, we'll get, we'll get into episodes three and four, but I will definitely say that the show is still 100% solid. Like, these guys are knocking it out of the park, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Love it. Brandon, how are you feeling about part two of season two, part one of the season? <laughs> um, it's incredible that there's probably only half an episode that I was just kind of disinterested in, mm-hmm. um, which is which says a lot about just the quality of the storytelling and kind of where my interests lie um, as far as the show goes. But um, once again, we're here for two, for another two solid episodes. Uh, I think it, I'll just say right from the jump, I think it was a huge mistake to put the credits in the middle of episode three. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. Cause I mean, they're, they're kind of telling two different stories in the same episode, but it is an yeah. interesting choice. And because like, after that, I was already like checked out. I was like, oh, this isn't a post credits. This is 30 minutes of an episode that's still going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this show being, you know, it's not a half hour animated show. It's an hour long animated show, you know, 45 with commercials and stuff. But like, that's like, that's pretty tough to keep your interest the entire way. So like, maybe they felt I had to do that. So like, I don't know. So like, you, this is a... Di- this is a different story. So, you know, like, I don't know if it, it did felt weird to me, like coming halfway through yeah. the episode. Uh, yeah. I like these episodes quite a lot. Uh, uh, definitely there, are, like Brandon just said, like one part of the episode, I'm like, man, this is dope. And the rest is like, oh, this is all right. This is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, maybe shift that to another episode or something, but, uh, I'm happy to say I'm still loving this, uh, the family reunion, like I mentioned of, you know, Mark and Nolan meeting each other again. Like I knew that was coming, but like seeing it in, in, you know, animated form where his tongue and his alien wife, I'm like, oh man, this is some weird shit going on. Uh, it's great. It's great stuff. Yeah. I just got to the issue recently of, 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 of the introduction of Mark's younger brother, um, mm-hmm. which is, uh, and so watching that episode uh, and like, kind of like having that comic, like, Oh, this is, Oh, we're already, because like seance dog, like I knew that, you know, they're at college and they're doing this thing with seance dog. I was like, Oh, we're here already. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, cool. It's, it's interesting, you know, going from a monthly format of comics to having like where it takes years for things to happen, but with an animated show, they really truncate it. And it's not like it's truncated in a bad way. Just like, you know, we're getting a bunch of episodes at once. So like, 
uh, it's like, oh man, like we're, we're this show's going. Like it's pretty crazy yeah. how fast we're getting through things, and it doesn't feel like it's badly paced or anything. Like it feels on track. Uh, I have uh, audio listeners. I have the black hole behind me that Nolan almost goes in as my image. I almost picked the image from the comic where he's tongue and his alien wife, and I'm like. Let's just not be a little weird with my background <laughs> for an hour. Let's just keep it regular. Uh, let's just keep it sli- slightly sad. Uh, but um, let's before we get into all the Mark and Nolan of it all, which is the the main crux of the final episode, uh, how are we feeling about episode three uh, with our boy Seth Rogen? He's back. He's Alan. Boy, poor Alan. <laughs> that's the stuff I really liked. I was really yeah. interested in the Alan stuff. I really like the storyline with Alan and the council, the galactic council, whatever they're called, uh, Peter Cullen as, uh, as, as our, as our head of that council, which is Thet- awesome. I think it's status, 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 status. I think so. Yeah. The instant his voice popped up, I'm like, what are you doing? Optimus prime. Look at you. Good for you. <laughs> uh, but real quick, before we actually get into more of the episode, Brandon, I know you have the credits. We like to give the credits out. Uh, yes, can we, sorry. can we get through some of the, who made, who made this lovely show? Yeah, so episode three is the missive and uh, sorry, the missive, the machination, directed by Tanner Johnson, written by uh, Adric. I can't read my handwriting. <laughs> Adric Corey, um, yeah. and it's been a while. Episode four, uh, directed by Jason uh, Zerk, uh, written by Helen Lee. And wow. if I mispronounce any of those, it is because my handwriting looks like chicken scratch, not because I can't read. <laughs> No, I, I, I'm, I have the same problem. That's why I just use my notes app to usually type all my stuff out. <laughs> That's I should have. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I, uh, so, so, uh, episode, episode three, the, the, this missive, this machination, um, I was really interested in doing an episode from Alan's perspective. Like we even get Alan's title card in this episode. Um, and we and they make the joke. It's the first time narration has happened in this in this show uh, because everyone's boning, um, yep. <laughs> which is really fun. Um, and like I was like the Alan stuff is really compelling and really interesting. And but and the reveal of who the mole is cuts to credits, and that's where the episode started to lose me because I don't really I like the Guardians of the Globe just fine. Yeah, I but I didn't really care about what was going on with robot and monster girl, um, Rex and duplicate. Now I do Now that said, the last thing I want to say about this, just because I want to get you guys into this. Uh, I know mm-hmm. I'm going all over the place. Uh, I, last time we talked, I was worried that duplicate wouldn't have a character. I'm really happy to see them give her one of mm-hmm. just like, you know, the reason why I, I attached to the immortal is because he's died as many times as I have. And like that's really compelling, and I'm really interested in that. But other than that, anyway, I'm sorry, I went all over places. No, but it's it's all in the same episode. But again, that goes, I think, to your point earlier of like a lot happens in this episode, but it's not like it's not like a normal episode where it's kind of like interwoven throughout yeah. the episode. It's here's a chunk of story, and then here's a less interesting chunk of story. And again, I like, I also like the Guardians of the Globe stuff, but like after doing all the compelling Alan stuff, I'm like, oh, like. Like I'm still watching the show, but I'm like, I kind of just wish we stuck with that for a whole episode. Uh, Cause it's like, not enough time is given for that section of the story mm-hmm. for me. Uh, but yeah, go ahead, Ben. I want to hear what you have to say about with episode, Mr. With, Mr. Rogan. With episode, well, I, also, I agree with Brandon. I really, cause even though I do like the stuff with Monster Girl, Robot, um, Rex, Duplicate and everything. I was waiting for the other shoe to drop the whole time after the end credits rolled. Cause the credits mm-hmm. rolled, I'm like, Really? Because I swore I had like 30 more minutes of the show left. And then because I was expecting, I don't even know if we can call that. Because remember the very first episode of Invincible, the crits roll. And then Omni-Man like wrecks the Guardians of the Globe. That's when he kills them. I was expecting if like, if there's like 30 minutes more of the episode, there's something else happening, right? Yeah. Right. Like I was just on the, I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop. I was waiting for something to happen to Robot. Uh, uh, I was waiting for something to happen to Rex. I was, or um, the shapeshifter guy who Ben Schwartz voices, Shapesmith. Thank you. I love Shapesmith so much. Yeah. Oh God, it's like you are such a. I'm going to run in place on this machine and just chop. Not even on. So good. It, It was like. But uh, but I was just I was expecting some horrible thing to happen that was gonna set up the Guardians of the Globe for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. and nothing really happens. That's and I'm like, oh, okay. 
what did they have? I, I I think I get why they had to put the the credits in the middle because like okay, Alan's story is done. We're gonna go on to the Guardians now, but at the same time, I really did because I when the episode first started and it started off with Alan and or it's like hey, we're gonna go from Mark and Amber, we're gonna go over to Alan and we see like his whole little backstory and everything. I was like, huh, okay. I really hope I like this stuff because sometimes when they cut to space into another character who had a quick thing in the last season, it's not very interesting. I was wrong. It's very mm-hmm. interesting. And I was I was actually kind of scared that Peter Cullen uh that um Thetis was the mole. Yes, mm-hmm. he is. As soon as as soon as he was like, I think there's a mole in our space I was like, it's you. Yeah. You're the mole. Uh, also yeah. like I don't remember this from the comic because it's been a while, but like that dude looks like a Viltrumite. Yes, he does. He does. Yeah, he straight up was like, "You are you. You're a bad man." I think I, I'm not sure, but I think he might be a bad man. And then he he <laughs> takes the the and thing I'll, out of the hospital bed, like, "Oh, come on, bro." What, what going going kind of like the the nonlinear way? This book. Sorry, I, this is the only version of this book I have is the book. massive forty eight version of it. I have not gotten to that reveal that Thetis was the mole. I don't know if that's in the comic because I haven't gotten to it. Mm-hmm. Um. So like that was a big surprise for me. Like again, like you know, I'm reading this book and there's show can still like change things to surprise me and change the order of th- how things are happening. And it just goes to show once again how much I like how the show is adapted. Yeah. And you know mm-hmm. what's interesting is like I you know, I wasn't on the Adam Eve special, but like I know like I I thought it was fine. Like I don't I don't think it needed to be its own special. I feel like this Allen thing was so good. Like this could have been a special. This like, like, probably should have been enough. special. It's disconnected enough from like, like the main story where like it doesn't really feature any of them. And it still talks about the stuff with Nolan and Mark. So I'm like, it's so weird that they decided to make like another special just in the middle of an episode. Because if this were yeah. standoff, then you can just focus on the Guardians of the Globe if you wanted to. Uh, but I don't want to I don't want to harp on that too much because like I do still like some of that stuff. It's just again, it's not as interesting as as all the Alan stuff we get with like his girlfriend and him like him also having a power like he gets like he gets like stronger when he gets beaten stuff. So like. That's all stuff. That's all really cool. Uh, Ooh, uh, really the Beast Man. What's the Beast Man's name? I always forget. But he's like he's on the council. He's like a big, oh, like a big Tiger Man. Well, it's not him. It's a different one of his species. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay. I forgot what the original guy looked like. Well, never mind then. Um, but I, so Michael, Michael Doran's character from the first season. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, forgot, yeah. I forgot his name too. Um, Battle Beast sounds some sounds Battle Beast. Sounds, I think that might be right. Battle, Battle Beast. Beast. Yeah. Um. The thing, the thing, my issue with the Guardians of the Globe this season, honestly, is that they just feel kind of stagnant. I don't really know. I'm really happy that the show is trying to kind of like dive into the other characters that aren't Invincible and Adam Eve and Alan, like all that. But the what for right now, where the Guardians of the Globe have been in these admittedly only four episodes, as Ryan said at the top, this is only half a season. Um, it's just kind of felt stagnant. I just don't really know the direction that the show wants to take them in other than. They've just got some interpersonal drama right now. Yeah, and I suppose if you want it to be like, oh, like, you know, like uh, the Avengers and the X-Men, they have like interpersonal drama. Like not every episode has to be an action episode, but like the last couple episodes, it's just been them like, hey, let's talk to each other and like have problems with each other. And like, that's fine. But like, it doesn't feel like it's moving anything forward yeah. uh, like the other parts of the story are. Uh, so I'm hoping the next part of the season can do that. Um, is the stuff with Debbie in this episode or the next episode? I don't remember. I watched this last week. I I think it's in this episode. I think it's at in the end post credits moment of this episode. I think okay, the stuff okay. with Debbie because does right because the next episode starts with her and Omni Man doing the the walk. You know, they're both kind of walking in their depression kind of yes, moments. Yes, yes, that's right. Okay, okay. I like all uh, that Debbie stuff. Uh, uh, so I'm glad. Okay, so that's mostly in the next episode, but that is tease in this episode. Uh, but do you have anything more to say, uh, Ben or Brandon, about all the Alan stuff? Is there anything that we missed? Uh, besides him being de- completely decimated he's, by the Velcro getting his arm cut off, like just destroyed. He's got a girlfriend. He does. He has a cute girlfriend, cute alien girlfriend. He just wants to make um, her happy. I love it. I, re- I wanted more of it. I wanted I wanted that to be the whole episode. I, I really yeah. wish it was. Um, but it's but it's not. I assume you want to talk about Debbie Grayson in this episode because you were talking about it, right? Well, I just didn't remember. I think the most of the chunk happens in the next episode. It's like the stuff. Well, this her. is the this is the uh, support group episode. Okay. Yeah. Again, it's been. I watched these last week, so my memory's a little yeah. a little foggy on that. But yeah, I actually yeah, yeah. I, really, I really like that stuff. I think it's really like really poignant and really sad. And like in a world with superheroes, like this is something that would exist. Uh, and it is mm-hmm. extra tragic that like she finally confides in someone. 
but the person she confines in is the murderer of her of the of a guy who murdered his wife. And I'm like, oh, Debbie, I'm sorry, you can't catch a break. It's awful. Uh, it's it's heartbreaking having that that scene at the end of the bar because like as soon as she says, uh, because we see it, we see her death and specifically her death in the flashback. What's her name? Green Ghost, I think. Yes. Um, we see her death specifically in the recap, and you know the whole time you're kind of wondering like, how is this going to play play back because all the all the, the recaps are very specific in the in the show it's really great mm-hmm. but when he when he goes yeah my and you know, she she was killed by that that by that psychopath uh omni man and they're like shit and when debbie oh. says like i can't like debbie has that whole moment where she's like i can't mourn because my husband's not dead he's just gone he he was yeah. And that whole exchange just broke my heart. That man just like, don't ever come back because it won't be safe with that with you there. Just, oh, that's, and that's like a threat. Like yeah. you could yeah. just say, you know, like this is too much for me to handle. But he's literally like, you come back and I'll beat your ass. And I'm like, yeah. oh my god, it's just such a poor group. I thought, oh, it's sad. it's heartbreaking moment. And that 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 stuff I really liked. Yeah, no, that, and that, that again, was... that's like. We have like three real quick, but we have like three different stories happening in this one episode. And like the Guardian stuff is like in the middle, of like, hey, aren't we quirky? And then we got sad shit. And then we got Al. And I'm like, it's a kind of an interesting episode format. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The stuff with Debbie hit hard, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Um, like the second she finds out that it is a support group, I'm like, oh, okay, this is okay. This is good. This this can help her. This can, you know, help her maybe get over Omni Man. And the fact that they don't like mention superheroes or the second that the guy broke the first rule of support group and she confides in him that because you would think that this person would, yes, be mad at Omni-Man, but Debbie is, you know, she was she's innocent in all this. She didn't know she was yeah. lied to the whole time. And it was just messed up and her walking through the whole city, eventually losing her shoes and walking barefoot. Yeah. I'm like, Debbie, like when she was looking over the freeway, I'm like, don't jump. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, don't right? do it. Yeah. Don't do it. I'm like, don't you dare. Don't you Debbie's, dare. Debbie's on a much more interesting journey in the show than she was in the comic book. Um, I really appreciate it because uh, Ben, you weren't here last time, but the last time we talked about this, Deb, in the comics, Debbie, after what happens with the Omni Man, Debbie very much becomes a drunk. Um, mm. Just passed out drunk on the couch all the time. And that's really all they do with her in her grief and in here it's such a much it's a much more nuanced kind of look mm-hmm. at what this kind of grief would do to somebody i really appreciate it mm-hmm. yeah uh and even though like i still i don't forgive omni man like the the dual journey of her and debbie at the same time like my black hole is walking through the street while his black hole is a literal black hole i'm like like i i sympathize with you but i don't i don't empathize with you <laughs> yeah um the 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 hold on Bef- right this the seance dog is this episode also this episode yes. is really disjointed um yeah <laughs> like weirdly so i just i don't i i understand like you know they're it's kind of a quirky show you know the, the title card comes up in various in various places um this is like, i think the first time it doesn't come up the no the first episode they play with the the invincible thing with the name um, yeah. yeah and then they do it again here where they don't actually bring up the title card for invincible they do it for alan um but the then the seance dog thing comes in, and that that's all stuff like faithfully recreated from the comic, which I thought was really cool. Um, how it's this fun. how this like bug alien dude comes by, he's like, "Hey, I'm seance dog." <laughs> I love the miss up that he does when he's just like, when he's just like, it, "I'm from a and this world seance dog doesn't exist, but in in uh, my world, dogs and magic doings." It's like, no, we have dogs. We just yeah. don't have magic. Yeah, that, that whole really sequence funny. was really, really great. Uh, uh, we get some good uh, uh, Mark Amber stuff there, which is lo- which is lovely. Yeah. And uh, uh, the the um, the best friend, what's his name? William? Is it William? William. William. William yeah. right. He shows up again. He's great. Like they have their they have their whole like this is just yeah, side of the. We band. haven't had a lot of William this season. Uh, yeah. Very briefly in the graduation episode, but uh, beyond that, really nothing. It was really nice to see him again. Yeah, uh, uh, like this is your side of the room and it's my side of the room and like my room's way cooler because I don't have dumb seance dog posters. And if there's a yeah, sock on the door, don't come a knock in. Did it break your heart when he threw away his collectibles? Yeah. <sighs> yes, I, I've, I've said to you guys like before, but like when I was younger, I was like in an edgy mode and I like literally like gambit so I threw my Pokemon cards into a fire. Uh, yeah. And I regret that for the rest of my life because some of those cards are probably really valuable. I only kept some of the holographics, but in in hindsight, I'm like, I was just young and angry. So yes, 
I absolutely get that. Yeah, I'm glad he went. He came back for Seon's dog. Um, like if he if he had just, just throwing away that box, I was like, no, Mark, don't. How could you? Yeah. Uh. Uh. And then and then he shows up at the door. Like this is. I forgot. I forgot. That's the transition into how we get to the alien stuff. Yeah. Uh, so seeing it again, I'm like, oh my god, why is Sage's dog here? Are we gonna do the weird multiverse thing? William's whole thing when he wa- when he's like, hello, is Mark Grayson here? He closes, hides in the blanket. That's for you. It's for you. That sounds really good. Yeah. He has a silly fight uh, that leads into the woods where he transforms back into an alien. I'm like, oh, it was a ploy for you to like me. And like, I guess, I guess, uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, being a being a phony guy is a way to get someone's attention. Sure. I guess you just can't show up as an alien going, hey, come save my galaxy. I, I guess. I don't yeah. know. He's a hero. Yeah, now every time an alien will show up and ask Mark to like, hey, I need your help. It's like, sus. Who are you? Is an alien actually really? seance dog? Find out next episode. Uh, so yeah, I wonder the if there's alien... a reveal in the. Is, is there a reveal in the comic that Seance Dog is real? I don't remember. I also I never finished it. I didn't read the last yeah. couple of volumes because like when I read it a long time ago, uh, uh, Statue of Limitations uh, uh, apply to me now because I, I had them all downloaded. I had the first like like seventy five issues just in like a file, and I read them all at once. So it's all one comic to me, and I don't remember any of it. Uh, but he might show up again. Like you know, the multiverse is a thing that like Angstrom Levy uh, uh, shows us. So I wouldn't be surprised. If he shows up, we haven't had Angstrom hasn't been in this season since the first episode. Interesting. Yeah, um, I guess he still is technically our big bad, but I think he needs. We need the other stuff with Mark and Nolan probably set up before we can come back to that. I'm assuming. I think the I think doing the stuff with the, the Vilchamite was uh, Vilchamite people is probably more important to set up at this moment. I wonder if Angstrom will actually continue on into season three. I, with with the way they're they're doing the show, I wouldn't be surprised because like you set them up, and I don't think they will, unless all four of the next episodes are like totally about him. I think he might carry over because I don't like I don't want them to introduce a cool villain and then destroy him in the next in like one episode. Yeah. You know, I think he might have some carryover, especially because it's a big multiverse plot, and that's like a big thing in the comics too. So yeah, I feel like we're I feel like we're probably going to deal with. Although they did kind of set up in the next episode, we should just move into the next episode. I think, um, <laughs> but. Um, they did kind of set up that the Vilchamites were were going to send Mark to Earth and then come back later. So that could be the setup for the third season and Angstrom and we return to Angstrom in the next in the next part of the of the season. Absolutely. That could be it. Yeah, yeah. Uh so yeah, we get to episode four and we get Nolan's a sad, a sad journey through space. He's like, Oh, I murdered thousands of people. Feel bad for me. And I'm like, I kinda don't. I mean, I kinda <laughs> do a little bit, but not that much. Uh and then he's yeah. about to throw himself into a black hole. Which I'm like, that's pretty. Actually, if you're gonna go out, probably the coolest way you can go out. <laughs> yeah, gets uh, but he forgetified. But he saves uh, the saves the people, and I I really like his his um his arc of like, I shouldn't care about this. Why do I care about this? Um, like the he even says to Mark later after the Vilshma show up, like it, this is better. This is better caring about yeah. all this, and Mark's just like, you should have done this on Earth. Yeah, that stuff is really compelling. That is some good yeah. stuff. Uh. uh he is he without knowing it has been changed by earth and by his son, by his, by his wife. Uh, uh, who knows how many wives he has at this point, but like his earth wife really did a number on him emotionally, making him like a feel like a person. So yeah, uh, that moment after, after the fight, uh, is really great. Like you, you just said about him, like, why do I feel this way? This is stupid. Why do I care so much? I'm like, bro, that's humanity. Maybe that's what we do. Uh, that's some really, really good stuff. And like, I have seen some people talk about like, is this is this redemption too fast for Nolan? And I'm like, I don't think it's quite a redemption yet. I, we're not there yet. It's just it is exploring who this man is, and like he again, he's he's like a Vegeta. Like it, it takes him a while to get where he is, you know, in well, modern day. To push back a little bit on this being uh, this being a redemption, I don't think he ever needed a redemption arc. Like not really. He did horrible things. Don't get me wrong, but like yeah. he leaves the Earth. For yeah. some reason. And the reason is because he loves his son and yeah. he wasn't prepared for that. So like that's always been there. So I don't necessarily think it's a redemption of being too fast. I think this was just this was there. This started before he killed the, the Guardians of the Globe. He's always yeah. cared about his wife and son. He'd never wanted to admit it. But beating his son senseless really like did a number on him and like yeah. affected him an emotional level that he wasn't prepared for. So like. I think this was I think this was just enough to be like he he was he went into space being affected so emotionally in a way that he didn't expect. 
and he projected that emotional uh that, emo- that, that those new emotions onto the first people that he saw yeah um and so like that kind of yeah i don't think it's too fast the the end of this kind of long ass statement is i don't think it's too fast i think it's i think it's been really effectively done no i agree i agree and i think if he eventually does return to earth uh, it's not going to be like, hey, you no, no problem, bro. We're, we we forgive you. Like that's not what's going to be the case. So like, it isn't a quick redemption. It is going to be a long journey. If if again, like the Dragon Ball Z equivalent, like Vegeta is one of the worst people in the universe, and he ends up like being a cool dad in a pink shirt. So like, you know, it right. takes time to get there. Uh, Vegeta ben, gets the ha- entire Frieza saga to uh, be redeemed. Exactly, exactly. Uh, ben, how you feeling about uh, uh, fa- Father Nolan and his little purple baby boy? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, hit a little too close to home for me. Do you have an alien stepdad that I don't know? No, about? no. I'm surprised, Ben. <laughs> Are no, you Belgiumite? No, no. Just uh, uh, you know, parents divorced, dad remarried, other stuff. Oh yeah, and, yeah. and I mean, th- thankfully it wasn't like anywhere close to what uh, Omni Man did. But I'm like, hmm. like Mark's like reaction to a lot of things was kind of how i reacted to a lot of things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i didn't say the exact same words that mark did but i'm like uh, okay this is getting a little too personal for me uh, sure, well, sure. at least at least it was getting close to me but um i i yeah i somewhat sympathize with omni man i sure as hell don't empathize with him as you guys have been saying um it was it was interesting seeing what was going, seeing like, I, I really like, I really like, like episode four because this is what I was waiting for. Like I was waiting for when Omni-Man and Mark meet up again mm-hmm. and like Mark's whole reaction, his whole like, oh shit, what are you doing? Well, I here? love, I love the hug, right? He goes in like, and both of them are kind of like, am I going like, Nolan, Nolan doesn't know that he's that his son's going to like hug him. He thinks he's going to fight him, and he's like prepared yeah. for a fight. But yeah. when 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 Mark goes in for the hug, it's heartbreaking, man. Uh-huh. Like that's just that's all Mark wanted was to hug his dad, not beat not beat him senseless yeah. after all that. Yeah, yeah, and that this episode is honestly like one of the most. I think this so far. I mean, I don't know. We only had like half a season thus far. But I think this is the best written episode because of because of all the different sides of Nolan that you get to see. You see him as like trying to like reconnect with his son, him trying to explain to his son, but his son won't listen. And even when he like grabs Mark by the throat and is like, why do I care? Because like when Nolan sees all the dead Thraxons um, just like littered throughout his like little, his little castle thing. It's like, oh, shit. And he's like freaking out. It's like you were here for a very short amount of time and you care about these people so much. I yeah, you should have cared about this on Earth. What the hell, man? Yeah, it's really it's really cool to see. Like, I really like the line when he's looking at his bro- at, at the new the new baby. And he says that. Um, no, it doesn't matter what innocent. I did. This kid's innocent. Yeah. And. You know, he he knows what he's done, right? He, he's all he's all like, you know, Viltrumites only let you sire heirs with um with um genetically compatible species. So what I've done is doomed this entire planet and this kid. And I can't let that happen because this kid didn't deserve doesn't deserve this. Mm-hmm. Um it's a really like altruistic motive that Omni Man, I don't think I don't think Omni Man was prepared to have. Yeah. And like certainly one that he didn't expect to to have to reach out to his to his other son for it because he goes like, the, I can't defeat three Viltrumites, but me and my son probably can. Yeah, and he um, wouldn't he wouldn't feel this way if he didn't have that first son. He now has a yeah. second son, and he's like, oh, I can't I can't let what ha- what I did happen to this planet. Like no, right. it's like it's like he's it's like he's projecting what he wishes he should have done to Mark. Um, yeah, like in his eyes, this is his second chance. Yeah, um, and it's which is it's so really interesting nice. that uh, that these aliens, uh, the, th- the what do you say their names were been like the Thraxons? Thra- the Thraxons, yeah, 
Okay. Uh, they only live a year long. They're like flies. Like they don't live a long yeah. time. So like, oh, you did a bad thing like three weeks ago. That's like a third of my life, baby. Don't worry about it. Like the, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you're, you feel bad about it. And I'm like, that is such an interesting, interesting way to live. Or like, man, you did something seven hours ago. That's like four years. Like, bro, all is forgiven. I forgive. Don't worry. And I'm like, that must have been really great for no one to find this species instead of another species who would have been like, you did what with who? Uh, yeah. I think that was really helpful for Nolan. And then that the the woman that that sired that that baby, you know, she's like, I've already fell in love with your dad before he told me everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was very clear. He's like, I know everything that happened. I know about your mom. I know about you. I know about Earth. Um, but I still loved your father, and I didn't want to replace your mother. And um, and I was, I thought that was really uh, sharply written. I, yeah. I agree with Ben. I think this is the best written episode of the season so far. Yeah, this is. I think this is yeah. again only four episodes. This is my favorite episode. Uh, just because not only is it like kind of concise, but like we go over a lot of stuff with our main characters, like a lot of growth seems to happen uh, yeah. for, for both Mark and Nolan. Cause like, I, I'm not sure Mark was ready. He definitely, obviously he wasn't ready to meet his dad uh, at the end of episode three. He's like, what up, bro? I'm the king of this planet. And he's like, Oh, what? Uh, and then, yeah, he goes for the hug, uh, which is really beautiful. Cause again, that could have been another brawl uh, that like, uh, that I don't think any of them wanted. So it was yeah. really nice to have some, like some closure there. Uh, and then we get the three Viltrumites uh who are really cool every viltrumite like is evil and like and shit but like there's this they look cool i like their outfits i love they're awful they're cool i love the the girl with the long hair with the blade at the end of it that's that's so cool that's such a cool idea i mean it's like if scorpion was a hairdresser essentially yeah Yeah. (laughs) and then the Uh, the kind of like heavy set one is uh phil lamar which is awesome um the that fight the i was i really liked um man you know i was just thinking about this like the fact that that nolan goes to save mark and his other son um who we keep saying other son because he doesn't have a name yet um he 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 goes to save them and because he did that the entire city is wiped out um and like that like weighs on him that kind of he made a choice to protect his kids um Mm -hmm. and not protect the people and like that it like you actually see that weigh on him and and then it kind of becomes freeing of like, well, these are Vilchamites. I can freaking kill them. I don't yeah. have to hold back. And he tells that to Mark. He's like, Mark, you don't have to hold back on this one. They're going to kill you. So you need to kill them. Yeah, there's a there's a great line. Uh, I didn't notice initially, but then somebody put like a two and two together, like with the final fight in episode in season one, where he's like, think, Mark, think, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, Mark, don't think, just fight. Yeah. I'm like, that's cute. I like that. Uh, and he's like, they will kill you. You cannot, you will die, my son. You cannot hold back. You gotta go. You gotta be invincible right now. Uh, and he finally realizes, realizes at the end, and he kicks some ass. Of course, he, he gets his face beat in too. And no one has to come help him a little bit. But uh, and he gets stabbed. Cool. He also gets what? stabbed. He also, oh yeah, I forget. He gets stabbed. Oh, when, he'll, he'll, when, he has a healing factor, right? I don't remember. When Nolan like swings the girl around and like elbows her in the jaw. Oh, yeah. That's gnarly, man. I was just yeah. waiting for him to use her blade against her, but when he kills her with his elbow in the jaw, I'm like, that's actually more. Gr- that is a Mortal Kombat fatality right there. Oh yeah. And then the other one, the other Viltrumite that we thought were like, you got like stabbed through with a stalagmite. Like he comes back holding his guts. <laughs> oh in his shirt. man, that's a tough man. <laughs> and he's like, you should have made sure I was dead. What the hell? Yeah, uh, they, Viltrumites are tough, man. I like they—they they have effectively made the Viltrumites out to be this kind of unstoppable force that Mar- that Nolan had kind of told us that they were. But mm-hmm. just with these three, how we saw them waste Alan, we saw them kill Invincible, almost kill Invincible, Omni Man, uh, and then live after spilling their guts. Like they have effectively been. Uh, made made out to be a a ruthless villain that t- audiences are probably terrified of uh, at this point. Yeah, and like knowing there's an entire army out there, and there's like there's characters in the comic that we will meet who are like the baddest of the bad. Uh, yeah. I think one guy's name little is his name is Conquest. Uh, uh, it's gonna be really fun because like we're slowly building up to like an intergalactic force of heroes having to stop this this unstoppable army of Viltrumites. I'm like, man, like they're doing a good job of setting all this up. Uh, the Viltrumites are like are really scary and like again like they, they they will not they will hold their guts to beat your ass and i'm like i yeah, don't know if i've ever seen that before that's pretty wild nope i have not and it is some crazy shit uh even so, i mean clancy brand's also in this episode 
every time we hear Clancy Brown, it's like, oh hey. yeah, uh, oh that that's that is. I thought that was Ron Perlman, but yeah, you're. I think it's yeah, you're right. It's Clancy Brown. Yeah, it's Clancy. Yeah, just like when he goes over, he's like, "You survived your first battle, thus proving that you were worthy of your Ultraman heritage." I'm like, so we're gonna make you go to Earth to do the thing that your father was supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, they respect or, the game, respect game, at least you know. And then when Mark they, is- they like they're like fascists, right? They they recognize Mark as a as one of their own, and they're just yeah. like you. If you don't do what what we say to you to do, we'll just wipe out the entire planet. You can either kill a few or we could kill them all. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it's like you mother. Oh, uh, uh, just, just all the grossness. It's like, uh, I love it. They, I love the Viltrumites. Yeah. They're again, like I, they are such an imposing force. Like it's going to be, it's, it's going to be so fun seeing more of them show up and like, in like, not just like cool characters, but like armies of them. And like, how do you deal with this force? Like, how do you deal with something that is like nearly unstoppable? Uh, when there's only one or two of you, like, man, you gotta build up. You gotta, you gotta council of aliens. I mean, I, I don't know what Thetis's deal is. Like, I'm, I'm hoping that, like, no, I don't know. Like, that dude seems like a bad guy. I don't know. I genuinely, I genuinely think he's a Viltrumite. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. But when we first saw, like, I will never forget the trailer when they're announcing the entire voice cast, and then they said Peter Cullen. And he mm-hmm. said, uh, Viltrumite versus Viltrumite hasn't happened. I was like, oh, he's totally a Viltrumite. He totally yeah. has to be a, a I, bad guy. If I had to speculate, again, because I don't remember from the comics, um, like he, if he's the leader of this Galactic Council that's supposed to like help the universe, is he secretly just like making it easier for the Viltrumites to take planets over or something? Maybe it's possible because like the whole thing that the way this, this like council is, it, it says it's like th- this council protects planets from viltrumite invasion and like it's it's meant to be and and like we even kind of get the implication season one that the viltrumites like don't respect it but like won't actually go after planets that are in this council um not yet anyway but they do kind of wait so like it it kind of feels like maybe the planets that they were protecting are ones that that viltrum weren't interested in in the first place oh yeah like we don't even want them, so you can have them. Yeah, yeah. Right, and so like they were kind of biding their time, and then and now it's kind of getting to the point where it's like, no, we're we're now coming for you guys, and to make it to make it easier, we've got someone on the council. Yeah, yeah, and like we we've taken all the planets that we were interested in, and now we have nothing else to do, so now we are just going to take everyone else over. Uh, yeah, uh, man, Alan, uh, Alan's going to be fine, right? I don't know. I don't know. I hope I so. Rem- I really that, don't remember. It's been again like that a guy's eye was out of his body. Yeah, I thought he was going to be dead, and then he and then he showed up, or he he's in the pot alive. So I'm like, but then he gets killed potentially. It's so like I don't know, man. That's a, it's rough. That's, I hope. The, that's the Frieza resurrection pod right there. That, yeah. If they think that guy that guy could come back from that, I have a feeling that his girlfriend's just going to show up after after she leaves, and she notices his thing is powered down. So she immediately connects the dots. Is like it was him. It was him. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, glad we'll see the that reveal happened. Yeah. I'm glad the reveal wasn't uh, delayed. I like that the reveal is in the same episode that we're introduced yeah. to him. Because, like, again, I, I don't think it's 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 a stretch to say that most people probably clocked that this guy was the mole uh, the moment he sent Alan on this mission. It's a it's a very common superhero trope. Um, yeah. And and to be like, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna delay this. We're going to immediately say there's a mole. It's him. It's either that or the other dude at the council who was essentially. You you know, like every episode, every I feel like a lot of television shows have this type of character. It's the character who's always like playing devil's advocate, but in the most a-hole way ever. It's the Snape character. It's the Snape character. You think yeah. this guy's the it's the it's the you, you think he's the bad guy, but really he's been helping the whole time. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or even like in Ahsoka, that one uh senator That's who was, who just I was con- thinking of. Yeah. who was constantly talking shit about her and her team. Yeah. So I was thinking it's like it could be him. But then it's like, I don't know. Adia seems a little too benevolent. I when, just when Peter Cullen like does that, I I and like like the, the reason the reason why it works in this is isn't because we care about Peter Cullen's character Thetis. We don't really care about we're, when we were introduced to him in the same episode that we find out he's a villain, literally not 20 minutes later. Yeah. Um so like that's what that is, but we care about that reveal because Alan is in is in danger and we like mm-hmm. alan and we want him yeah. to live and that's why it's an effective moment oh yeah um it's just I like uh lives. in episode one 
like when it's revealed that like yo nolan kills the guardians in episode one and that's not something that doesn't happen in the comics it's a it's a little bit later so like yeah. giving us like this juicy drama that we can soak in is like oh it's, it's a little bit almost better because like now that we know who the mole is like how is that going to affect everyone else like when we have insider information and everyone yeah. else is like what do we do how come this thing keeps happening to us and it's like it's right it's your boss, because man. think about because if you remember in season one like when it, when debbie was this was finding out oh maybe my 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 husband killed the guardians of the globe like we got really scared for debbie because we cared yeah. about her and we were that was where the drama came from it wasn't that because we knew that there was a real threat here um so you, they're just kind of recreating that on a smaller scale with alan i man i hope he lives because that that would suck i like him a lot Ooh. yeah uh, one more yeah. character i wanted doctor to mention uh somewhat briefly donald oh yeah we were he, what? Was, he was safe last yes oh. well we got a couple of a couple of playful people i want to go through there's the mala twins adam eve and donald that we haven't talked about yet right uh, right right, I forgot, right. I, I forgot all about that <laughs> But uh, yeah, Donald, let's talk about Donald because he's discovering maybe he's not human. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's like a Terminator robot. Can you imagine watching your own death? I love the moment when he like cuts his like arm open and he's and, he, and he's bleeding like, oh, thank God. And yeah. then the knife is bent and you're like, because yeah, he, well, he does. He's a little crazy because he just like stabs it in and it bends the knife. And I'm like, bro, if you weren't like a robot, like that would puncture you and you might die. But I guess he's so he's so like worried, like he doesn't even care at that moment. Because it thank does God. it does puncture him. It does puncture him, and he starts bleeding yeah. like a lot. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, thank goodness, I'm bleeding. That means I'm human." But then the the blade being bent, something inside of him, like he's got a, like a Terminator exoskeleton inside yeah. of his body. Was um, an LMD, or maybe yeah. his skeleton is just indestructible. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was under the human. assumption that he was a clone, but now like he might be a robot or something. Well, we see Ow. his body his body gets like destroyed, right? So I think it has to be a mixture of like they maybe regrew his body but gave him like an exoskeleton to make him stronger. They just didn't tell yeah. him because Cecil doesn't want to lose his boy again. Right. I was wondering I was wondering if he was gonna like feel his back and we're gonna like see the scar tissue from when Nolan like broke his spine. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought that would have been gnarly as hell. That yeah, would have yeah. been, yeah. Um, yeah, he's going through it in this episode. I, I was, I was, I was worried for my boy Donald. Yeah, it's funny. Like, he, he's like half a sunglass in in the pile. I'm like, man, you guys missed that one little thing. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the Mahler twins also they have small scenes in this episode. Uh, maybe in the third one. No, it was in this one. Um, because we. Um, oh, it's actually both. Yeah, it's both episodes. Um, because we, because we. He's cloning a new Mauler and he's like, he needs, and then the, that's the right, clean that's Mauler, right. like, well, welcome to the land of the living clone. And then the scarred one is like, ah, 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 not this time, bitch. We know exactly who you are. That is, um, I do remember that now. That is really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. But also one of the things I really like about Invincible is that they're not willing, is that they're willing to kind of be like, if this, if a storyline can't sustain multiple episodes, we're not going to make it. So like, yeah. This idea that the that one mauler now knows he's not the clone and one mauler knows that he is the clone. It's a fun gag for maybe 10 minutes, but after that, we got we after that there's nothing to do with it. And so they're yeah. like, we're gonna kill the the, the 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 scarred one and make another clone and probably have just the Mauler twins be the Mauler twins again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just love how like little thing. No, I just love how the clone kills the scarred one and he's and because the scar one, you know, is lording over him. Is like you're the clone. Lol. He calls him King Mauler, pretty much. And then he's like, "Your food is is disgusting. This lemonade's crap." And he's like, "Hey, first of all, my food is amazing. Secondly, it's like poison. So have fun dying." He's like, "They're just things you don't mess with, bitch." Ben, you misremembered. It's not food. It's sangria. My sangria is exquisite, and my lemonade is just as good. It's placed <laughs> with poison, though. Uh, that's what the line is, and I thought that was really funny. The fact that Mauler can make a great sangria, barrels it himself with his, um, his vineyard. And then Adam Eve has a has a subplot also in specifically episode four. Uh, and then that, that, that's the last thing I, that, that's probably of note in this episode um, because she is she's also kind of going through it because you know she's kind of wrestling with what happened in in, uh, in uh, Chicago. Uh, when, when the park was destroyed, the things that her dad kind of threw at her, um, you know, not really knowing what to do. And it's and she's kind of like languishing until she gets into a fight with um, 
Kill, Kill cannon. cannon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, and goes absolutely hog wild insane on him. I I I I don't remember this very well because again it's been a week. But like, doesn't doesn't she like put him like in an orb and he explodes himself or something? He explodes his hand. Explodes his hand. Okay. Okay. Or his like his robot yeah. arm. Like okay. she encaps is like she entraps his uh, arm cannon and fires because she has to go save the people who fell off the bridge. That's right. That's right. So I guess and she's. Uh, do we know if those people live or died? Because it doesn't really cl- make it clear. I'm sure they're fine. In a relative sense. Yeah. They don't say. They don't say. Yeah. Yeah, because she goes to see Amber and Mark, and well, we don't know Mark is in space, but she doesn't even show up for the brunch. She's just like distraught and like, uh. Yeah, I'm. We talked about this in the last episode, but like. If the journey is just like, oh, she needs to be a superhero, I'm like, that's that's fine, that's okay. Um, I I like I like her scene going through it. Like I like you know it's 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 a well performed, uh, it's a good performance. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm still just like unsure of like what what do you want to do with this character? What do you what are we yeah. doing here? Yeah, yeah. We were talking about it the last time, and it's the fact that we don't want her dad to be right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. We'll see where that goes, but so far. So far, it's going somewhere. Yeah, I wish it's it's giving us like piecemeals. Uh, and again, like this was already a stuffed episode, so like I I I didn't want to take away from like the Nolan stuff to get the Adam Eve stuff. Like, no offense, Eve. Mm. Uh, but like, I do hope we, you know, next year, like they they do go into it because like so far, I'm just like I'm not sure, I'm not sure how, how I'm supposed to feel. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll see where that goes. But uh, that's really all that there is in these two episodes. Unless there's something else you guys want to discuss. Uh, I don't think so. Again, my memory is real bad because I watched yeah. these last week. But like but the Nolan stuff, uh, the Nolan and Mark stuff on that planet, like really that that's cemented in my brain. I think that's like yeah. it, that's yeah. four is my favorite episode. I think that stuff's really great. Uh, the stuff with Debbie, I think, is really great. Um, uh, I just can't wait. I can't wait for more. I watched these last night and. I keep forgetting because, you know, the stuff with Mark and Nolan was very like front and center. But then it's like, oh, wait, but there's also stuff with Debbie. Then there's also stuff with so-and-so. I, I think I would agree like the weakest, like the weakest bit of these past two episodes was like, I I still think it's cute is the little mini date between Amanda and um, Rudy, the uh, AKA robot. Oh, like, they go to the movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she, she yeah, like pays. She pays a, a, a random lady ten bucks to, to act as their mom, and is like, "It's yeah. fine, let them in." Because uh, they're both adults in children bodies. Yeah, yeah that's so no, what a life. Or when he goes to, they take she takes him to Burger Mart, and she's like, "What other like you know?" Because Rudy's finally alive, he could go outside and do stuff. And I just think it's funny that he tries to call for a waiter, and she's like, "There's no waiters at Burger Mart, dude. You you gotta yeah. go. You gotta go up to the counter." Like, and people even like the, this. Yeah, and even like what. Uh, what Brandon said earlier, giving duplicate an actual character about why she likes the immortal because he's died as much as she has. Because it's we it seeing all of her duplicates die. It's like, what does that do to a person on how yeah. many times you die? Does she feel it? Does she not feel it? Is it what's the what's the deal? And it's like, yeah, there's like some you don't think about that sort of thing. You think, oh, that's just a cool power. You can essentially create a cannon fodder and not worry about it. It's like, but does that hurt? Yeah. Multiple uh, man has a similar kind of thing, right? I was literally about to say, absolutely. Yeah. Multiple man from the comics, Jimmy Madrox, like when he makes a dupe and he absorbs them back in, he absorbs all their memories. So mm-hmm. like if every time she dies, she's absorbing that she knows she's died hundreds of times. That is traumatizing. So like I, that does add, again, it was only a little scene, but that does not add a lot to like, why would you, spend time with this like oh, this old ass man I'm like oh it's because like he's the only person who gets what i'm going through uh that is that's that's compelling mm-hmm. yeah i'm glad they finally gave her something that's more than i'm just sleeping with rex or i'm just sleeping with the immortal absolutely yeah, yeah. um all right yeah i agree i two solid episodes i really like i really like them the third episode is a little too disjointed for me it's probably the weakest of the, of the series for me at this point um uh if we're not counting the adam eve special yeah yeah uh if we are, then it's the second weakest. Um, and then um, uh, episode four is great. I loved episode four a lot. I think it's the strongest written and probably the best episode of the series so far. I agree. 100%. Um, oh, 
I was I know I wasn't here for episodes one and two, but yeah. I just wanted to mention real quick how I always love I I don't know why, but I think every time Invincible fights Doc Seismic, it's just there's always some funny banter. Love Doc Seismic. <laughs> like when he says professors, he goes, "It's Doctor." I never taught. Just the, 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 the uh, like, even in the first season, when Adam is like, "What?" When when he's like uh, criticizing her costume, and he's like, "I thought you you majored in seismology." He goes, "And a minor in uh, women's studies and African dance." But enough politics. <laughs> he can show up like just in one one fight every single season, and I'd be perfectly happy. And, yeah. and it has to keep escalating. It has to keep escalating because the first time he fell into lava, the second time he shows up with lava monsters. Like, yeah, got to keep going. Mm-hmm. He is the monster next time. That's what I want. Um, okay, well that'll that'll do it. Probably the shortest uh, fake nerds watch in a while. Hey man, fifty minutes is still not not nothing to chew. Just, just nothing That's to true. nothing to sneeze look at. at, chew at, nothing to bark at, sneeze at, <laughs> nothing to sneeze at. There we go. Uh, I was also, as you were saying, that I was like, I also don't remember what that is. <laughs> Um, but yes, uh, we are. Uh, that that was this fakeness watch on Invincible. We'll be back with more Invincible in the new year because that's when the new episodes will be out for Invincible. Yep. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but until then, there's plenty of fakeness watches for you guys to check out. There's some Doctor Who fakeness watches that are very exciting uh, going on right now. Um, uh, and uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters, another great show that we're discussing. Um, so. Stay tuned for more episodes of that. And of course, go to our website at fakenerpodcast.com uh, where you can find links to everything we do and all the shows we do and all the everywheres that it's all there, guys. Um, and you can, of course, you can also support us financially at T Public and on Patreon if you like. Uh, that's linked on our website as well as down below in the description. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us, that's Fakener Podcast and all the socials. Uh, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find me writing for atomicgeekdom.com. Ryan? You can find me just patiently waiting one to four months for the next season of Invincible at DJ Tony Snark all over the internet. And Ben, you can find me getting flashbacks when William was talking about skipping class because Brand used to do that to me all the time when we went to college. <laughs> it's like, hey, it's been more than 10 years and yep. he still brings it up. <laughs> I will never no, forget yeah. the times that you were trying to convince me to skip class with you. A few times worked, a lot of times didn't. You know it's the only time that I've ever missed college. With skipping class? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Ben uh, Magnet 27. But, but yeah, you can, find, you can find me on the internet at Ben Magnet 27, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Threads. You can also find me writing for Old School Gamer Magazine, Fusion Gamer Magazine, go to Nintendo.com, and play Mary Frankenstein Indian Dark. All right, guys, that'll do it uh, for us. Uh, like this video, subscribe to this channel, subscribe on all your podcatchers of choice, rate this, vi- rate and review wherever you get us. And until next time, stay fake nerds.